Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash notjustanyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash notjustanyone. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. All right, let's do this. First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. Every game, every week, every team. Subscribe, rate, review, share it with your friends. The Odyssey app, wherever you get podcasts. Coming to you live ahead of week eight. And Ravens and Bucks pony on a Thursday night. Uh, dealer's choice. You want to start with the Bucks broken offense or the Ravens figuring out a way to do it with Andrews getting hurt and no Bateman, which on the roller coaster of Lamar, I think counts as pretty impressive. Yeah, the Brady stuff's and the Bucks way more interesting to me. This is his worst record in terms of, uh, where he is relative to 500, two games under. This has never happened to him at three and five. Um, first three-game losing streak since 2002. Almost first time he went back-to-back games without a touchdown pass since 06, but he had the Julio Jones touchdown late. Danny, I think, bold prediction here. I know you like those. I think Tom Brady will be in the booth calling the Super Bowl as an analyst. I think that he start. I, I'm serious. I think he starts with Fox before the season is over. As the main game analyst. Yes. They won't do that. 
Yes, they will. I could, I think that he's going to do postseason work for them because they ain't making the playoffs. And he will be a part well, of We don't this. know about that. You said last week they were a lot to make the playoffs because the division is so bad. Yeah, no, and I guess that's that's true. And we'll see what they're on. You know what? You're right. They're, the division is pathetic. I don't think Carolina's winning this division. But let's put it this way. They'll be eliminated with enough time for him to be a part of the coverage. But I don't think they're going to boot Greg Olson. Why? He's Greg Olson. You're, no, I understand that. It still is a broadcast audience of 100-something million people. I don't right. know. Romo went in there with no practice. Yeah, and did week one. It was great. He was. He was he better was, then than he is now. I agree. I agree. I love the prediction. That's going to be. Paying him three hundred seventy-five million dollars. You're paying him almost four hundred million dollars. Put him to work. I mean, this Us Weekly thing, whereas where Giselle apparently said to him, "Make a decision right now, or we're done." I don't. I don't look. I think he well, will. Yeah. Play. Or, or it was. You know, if if you retire after the season, it can be salvageable. Yeah. I, I listen, man. I think he's going to be a part of the broadcast. I don't think they're going to pull him. Uh, but he. I will say this: all of the headlines around Brady seem like his life sucks and is in turmoil. But like, guy's obviously got a pretty great life. When I watch him and he's throwing his helmet and throwing the ball forty-four times. Does he look like a guy who's not trying? I think he still cares greatly. I think he cares more about football than his wife and kids. Okay, so, but he's very unhappy. He's trying, but he's miserable. Right, but so he's going to finish the season, man. He's going to finish the season. to that. He's going to finish the season angry and pissed at how he went out, and then he is going to – you know what I bet he does? I bet he blames his family. Like, in a roundabout way, he's just like, I wasn't able to live up to this performance. There was too many things going on. You know, he said that, that had that press conference about, you know, I got a lot of shit going on. I'm 45 years old. My guess is, is that in like a passive aggressive way, he looks for an asterisk on what happened this season because he'll be, he'll be like, I tried to do everything and be all things to all people. And it was the first time in my football life that I wasn't all in because I was trying to, salvage this for my for my kids and and life and life after football and I thought I could have it all and I couldn't and I bet you he like bus tosses his family so that we give him an asterisk for how bad this season goes but I don't think they boot Greg Olson two games before the Super Bowl that would be a very bold broadcasting decision I would love it but I don't I don't don't think they will do that that's a great prediction though Uh, Let's go to a game that involves the team I cover, Steelers-Eagles. But the question is about the guy that you watched all year, Robert Quinn, who had 18 and a half sacks last year, gets traded to Philly, the last unbeaten team. And there's all kinds of conversation out there about how good this guy is because the sack totals are down so much this year. So you better than anybody else, Danny. What are the Eagles getting in this deal? Uh, they're getting a guy who is leaving an awful situation and putting him into a perfect one. I mean, you said it. He he. The Bears aren't good at quarterbacks. They're not good at receivers, but they're pretty damn good at defensive players. And he set their franchise record for sacks last year. But where is the production this year? Okay, there's no Akeem Hicks and there's no Khalil Mack. He is he has been double teamed the fourth most of any player in the NFL. Ooh, that's a good stat. They don't have anyone else, man. Like, 
So, and I'm not saying that he's great. He seemed a little sluggish, honestly, to to start the season, and he didn't do a ton of work in, in camp. Just like he got a lot of veteran preferential treatment from the new coaching staff. So it seemed like it did take him a little bit to to ramp up. I mean, you said the stack numbers, dude. He only has three quarterback hits. Wow. Uh, yeah. So he he's been he's been a ghost, but he's also been the only player in the front seven that they really have that has gotten any defensive attention. Their their sack numbers have actually been good, but it's more based been on like scheme and it's been spread around to to a bunch of different guys. It has not really been because of Robert Quinn. But I mean, he goes to a team that has what Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, and he's the third or fourth best pass rusher now when he, when he gets there. So he's going to be surrounded by better players on a better team. That'll be playing with the lead more playing fewer snaps and then be fresher on the snaps that he plays receiving fewer double teams. Like he's going to be productive for the Eagles. I don't think that he's a top 10 pass rusher in the NFL. Uh, I think that was like a perfect confluence of events that happened last year. But there, it, it was a perfect trade. It was, it, it was, a, it was one of those trades that is just so easy, right? And like you nailed the uh, the running back trade last week. You got the run, wrong running back, but um, for the Jets, getting James Robinson, we thought it was going to be help me out. Why is my brain not working? You thought Kareem it was going to be say again, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, you thought it was going to be Kareem Hunt. Like so, some of these trades are easy to see, right? Like we had been talking about, you got to trade Robert Quinn. It's going to be a day three pick. It's just a question of how good of a day three pick. It, you know what I mean? It was obvious to everybody that there was mm-hmm. no reason to have Robert Quinn on the Bears with a ceiling of eight eight wins. Like they're rebuilding, pay some of the money this year, save some money next year, get a draft pick and keep it moving. And Philly's in win now mode. So it, it, it was a perfect trade, perfect trade. Next game is Packers and Bills Sunday night. Green Bay's never been with Rodgers this kind of underdog. It's 10 and a half. Uh, he's been more than a touchdown underdog a few times. He actually usually plays well in those situations. His uh, stance this week has been to blame everybody else. Blame coaches, blame players, blame everybody but Aaron Rodgers. In fact, he said, this is my highest graded game coming off the Washington game. This is the best I've played all year. Your take on Rodgers' tact this week, Danny, and what it means. Well, he's a jerk. We know this, right? Aaron Rodgers is not a... It cost him MVP votes last year. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he is not a likable, cuddly personality. But he's a hell of a football player, and he does seem to have the respect of his teammates... And I think that these are desperate times, desperate measures. It does seem a little weird that he would say after the last game, Buffalo is exactly what we wanted, backs are against the wall. And then like 48 hours later, he's bust tossing his own guys. Like the first thing could be seen as rallying the troops. This would be seen as calling them out more of like a Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant type thing. So maybe he's grasping at leadership. So maybe he read like three different leadership books this week and is just like doing the cliff notes of like leadership for dummies. Um, I also think he's probably right. Like, would you, would you be shocked if on around 20% of the plays, a fourth round or a sixth round wide receiver was running the wrong routes? I wouldn't be. No, me neither. You know, so I I think two things can be true. I, I think that he is a jerk who is probably right. And sometimes leaders need to be unpopular, but I don't think that this is a get right spot against Buffalo. I think they get trucked. 
kind of feels like to me Brady's last year in New England in 2019 where there wasn't a lot of help and he wasn't the type of guy that threw teammates under the bus in the media. He would you know, do that on the sidelines and epic fashion and toss tablets and scream at people, but he wasn't using his um, pulpit. He wasn't using his, um, he wasn't using his show or anything like that to rip on guys. Brady got himself out of that situation. Rogers just opted into it. So that's the thing about it. Like, I don't think his cries for help, I don't think that that's going to cause Green Bay to change the way they do business. They're a very old-fashioned organization in terms of how they develop players. You know, Brady after Belichick after Brady left, then the life, you know, he spent $200 million in free agency the year after. Um, I don't see Green Bay doing, I, I don't know. To me, they keep their own. That's what they do. They draft and develop. So. I mean, it it is what they do historically. It would seem insane to pay late thirties, Aaron Rodgers long-term money to not be willing to make short-term investments. Like it would just be like you one foot in the pool. Like what, why would you go down that path and then not commit to, to that path. The only reason you have a veteran quarterback making all that money is to try to win now. So like they're the exact team that should be thinking about trading future first round picks and things like that to supplement it. That's the, that's the formula here. Uh, but they've done a terrible job over his entire tenure of surrounding him with high level skill position talent. Um, and that has continued, you know, first round wide receivers. It hasn't happened since he's been there. So I've maintained all the time, man, for the last couple of years, T. Higgins should be a Packer. How different are the last few years if instead of Jordan Love, they draft T. Higgins? Great point. Dude, that's one of like the, it it was so obvious in the moment. Like it it was such an obvious pick. Mm -hmm. It was the most obvious pick for a late first round pick that you could possibly imagine. And they didn't do it. And I I think the last three years are different. If I, I, it, I, I think Devontae Adams could still be there, or if he's not, it's certainly less painful. I think that they have they win one of those two NFC championships. Like I, I think so much is different if they have T. Higgins. And it was I mean, it was it was obvious in the moment and they just completely messed it up. The there was a team that made a big trade. They didn't win after it, but they made a big investment, and now they uh the the Niners and they get the Rams this week in an NFC West matchup do you look at the Rams as a team as you know the defending champs sitting there at 500 uh but trailing Seattle and not the Niners as a team that is going to be compelled to trade more of those picks and make an investment to keep up with the Niners who people presume is the class of the NFC West yes yes I think so and less needs way right FM picks that's what he says yeah so you know, I, I I think that you know, can you trade for an offensive lineman? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they can't run the ball, right? So is they apparently that the 49ers, one of the you know kind of additional benefits to the McCaffrey deal was okay. We're going to block LA who wanted them. Uh, if you're the if you're the Rams, you've got to protect Matt Stafford. The turnovers, you're getting Jefferson back. This week, so Robinson had five catches last week. Like, maybe you start to think your weapons are there. Higby's been okay. Like, 
all right, now we're starting to get the pass game going. Akers, see you later. We'll, we'll ride with Henderson. You know, not the best assortment of weapons in the league, but... No, but McVay is supposed to be able to make that yeah. work. Yeah. So, I don't... I mean, could you trade for Laramie Tunsil? Offensive linemen are not often traded in season. That okay. is a... No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just thinking I about don't disagree it. with that, but offensive linemen come off their couches as free agents and do okay. Sometimes. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It just seems like no team, like once you start getting into a season with injuries, even even the bad teams, often still want to protect their quarterback. You know, it's 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 hard. It's it's hard to trade for pass rushers, running backs, receivers. It, it's just it's harder to trade for offensive linemen. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible. I don't have a great name for you. It does seem to be what you would what you would think that they would need. Um, I am interested though in them off the buy. Like there's there is some they they should be better than they've been. And, and they just beat- saw McCaffrey in Carolina. That's the last team they played. Right. And they're win it's like they've played to their schedule. You know, they the good teams they, they've played, they've lost to, and the bad teams they've played, they've beaten. They lost to the what Bills, Niners, and Cowboys. Yep. And beat Carolina, Arizona, and Atlanta. But they're the champs. They're supposed to snipe good teams. And they've been so mediocre. So I want to see what what McVeigh does for them, for them out of a bye. I'm more interested in them, honestly, than I am the Niners. I'm pretty sure the Niners are going to be there. Though if they keep losing, I'm going to have to keep betting on them because I have them at 13 to 1 and 19 to 1. So if they somehow lose this game, I'm probably gonna have to add like a 20 to one ticket to dollar cost average myself in uh, my game bears and Cowboys, but the store probably is Zeke not playing. How big of a deal do you think that is for Dallas in the short term? The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, I think it's a really big deal because their whole bread and butter right now is old school run the ball and play defense. And this is all the nerds love this because they think Pollard is better than Elliott. Yeah. So I feel like uh, that has quieted a little this year. Yeah, because Elliot's been good. Yeah. 
But, but Pollard did look better because Zeke looked a little fat. A little? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was being a little kind. Um, uh, but, dude, I heard this stat today. Uh, we had Moose Johnson on the show. Tony Pollard's never had more than 14 carries in a game? I'm just assuming that Moose, jo- I'm just assuming Moose Johnson is correct in that stat because he's calling Bears Cowboys, so I assume he had done his prep. And talking to Jerry Jones. That is insane. If we all made that claim, us nerds, that Pollard was better than Zeke and he had never once had to prove it over a 20-plus carry performance and like holding up in the fourth quarter of a game, that is a huge oversight by the nerds. Like That's like the definition of a take where you obviously never played. And I mean, I'll raise my hand. I obviously never played. But... Anyone who's actually like coached or played would be like, oh, sweet. You have a higher yards per carry when you get seven touches. Cool. Yeah. Get 400 in a season and then talk to me. You know, like, yeah, I, go talk to Frank Gore and Jerome Bettis about that. Guys like that, you know? Yeah. Ricky Williams, like, like 14 carries in a game is nothing. Yep. So I, that, that's that blew my mind today. Only thing about the Bears is obviously they're we're riding so high coming off of the Patriots thing and yep. the designed runs from fields that not only were awesome for the running game, but also seemed to make him much more comfortable in the passing game. Like it just seemed he seemed like he was in a rhythm. He got confidence, swagger, got the ball out quick, like was decisive, was like improv improvising. Like it almost seemed like uh like the old adage of like I needed to get hit. Right, like like running backs, like I want to play in the. Well, he's going to get hit in this game with that Cowboys pass rush <laughs> against those tackles. No, I know, I know, but but how do you neutralize it? A great running game, and so I think that you're going to see a lot of designed runs from Fields, and they're going to do everything they can to slow down Parsons and uh, and Lawrence, which is obviously easier said. Danny, the London game, the Jaguars go back to their other adopted home and they play Denver. I have a theory on this. You ready? It. Yeah. I think if the game's in Jacksonville, Russ sits. I think he's so about his brand that it's an international game. He wants to go over there and he wants to play and they're not going to tell him no. And that's why he's doing the Pilates bullshit and the stretches and stuff. And he's wants to, in the pursuit of the brand, Russell Wilson, not the player, I think he's just obsessed with stuff like this. This isn't like Derek Rose in China selling Adidas. Has there been? Oh, I think he looks at it this way. I, I know you're right, but I honestly think his there marketing hasn't, people has there, has there like, been one. Has there been one story of like NFL player captures international audience because no. of Wembley Stadium game? No, of like, course not. Happens? But I no, but I think he believes. In, in shit like that. I do. Well, that would be really stupid. But I mean, Danny, look at all of, like, he is the most artificially created, like, corporatized quarterback in NFL history. All the NFL talks, the guy sits next to Roger Goodell at the Super Bowl. You know, he wants to be in the box. He probably wants to own a team someday or get involved with the league in some capacity. I bet he's circled I mean, this game yeah, on, listen, on the calendar I, I, the whole year. All, all I'm saying is that if, if he needs to fire his business manager, 
because the NFL doesn't work like that. Like, like that, that, no one, if Tom Brady doesn't go to London and we don't get stories about like Tom Brady's jersey is the number one selling jersey in Berlin. Like, that's not, it's not happening for Russ. The Pilates on the plane story is so great because <laughs> it's, it's just so ridiculous and so clearly like it's put out there in a way that is either like, they th- are completely idiotic and think it's like, look how much of a tryhard this guy is. Or it's put out with like self-awareness of we're going to make this guy look bad because we don't like him. Like either option, door number yeah. one or door number two is not good for Russ. Dude, how- but I think he's so oblivious to it. He thinks it's a good thing. I think could he- you imagine being on that plane? Have you ever flown on a team charter? I haven't, but I have seen them. They're just airplanes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like people like think that there's like a nightclub in the sky and everyone has their own like three rows and massage. There's 53 dudes on an NFL team, plus a coaching yeah. staff and a training staff. It's just an airplane with business class seats. Like you still have aisles. Like if, Russell Wilson's a he's not a small human being, he's small by NFL standards. But like if someone on your fucking Delta Airlines flight started doing high kicks, they would ground the plane. You'd rather fly with me than him at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it is a it is a ridiculous image to think that Russell Wilson on a on a, on a, on a flight from Denver to London, that's a like gotta be eleven hours. What a tryhard. Or like a 10-hour flight. Like, it's just so stupid. Yep. Uh, Patriots and Jets. New England's won 12 in a row. You covered that ridiculous game Monday where Belichick tried to play two quarterbacks. Uh, Is Belichick ruining Matt Jones? Mac Jones. It's a weird way to handle it. Like, I don't know that you can ruin something that was already bad, right? Like, like I, I don't know that there is saving Mac Jones. But the old adage of if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. They everybody apparently knew that they were going to play two quarterbacks. That the plan was to play two quarterbacks. Joe Buck came on the show that day and said, "I expect to see both quarterbacks." And I rushed to my Bet Rivers account and bet his Matt Jones is under on pass attempts and completion. Again, text would have been nice. I don't know where that was. I tweeted it. I tweeted it. So now I'm just supposed to always be. Yeah, you have alerts on for my tweets. But that's, but that's not proprietary. I, you're supposed to get it to me. It's like insider trading. Yeah, my bad. I made like 500 bucks on Joe Buck takes. He like he was, It was great. It was awesome. Um, but my point is, and then all the reporters said it, and then Belichick didn't do it. Mm-hmm. He just played Zappy. So like, even if the original plan was super unconventional, in theory, both guys knew it. If Joe Buck knew about it, they must have known about it. And then he throws the terrible pick to, to Brisker, and Belichick just panics and then just decides to bench him, but then goes right back to yeah. him. It's just, it's just very panicky and unlike the GOAT. So I don't know if he's ruining Mac Jones because I don't think that there was any salvaging Mac Jones. Well, but it's I, weird. I, I, I don't think there was salvage. Like he's, he never had, in my opinion, the ceiling of the guy that you drafted fields or Lawrence right. or those guys. 
but I always kind of felt like he could be maybe Kirk Cousins with more of an appetite for big situations. I always kind of thought he could be that kind of quarterback. Hmm. And I just feel like in a bizarre way, because it's Belichick, the coaching there has just been absurdly bad. From the Joe Judge, Patricia situation. Yeah. They spent all this money on free agents at wide receiver and tight end. And I don't think any of them are any good. They don't draft that position well. Myers is a decent player, but he's not a number one. Defensive coordinators aren't. Yeah, Tyquan Thornton, the kid from Baylor, hasn't really shown yet. I mean, he had an injury early. No, they should have taken Pickens, the kid that the Steelers ended up with. He's a legitimate number one receiver in the second round. So There were four guys winning within six picks, but I forget the order. It was Sky Moore with the Chiefs, Alec Pierce with the Colts, Pickens, and Thornton. Pickens went, what, 52? And then Wendale Wendale Robinson was in there too, wasn't he? A little later. Well, because the Bears took Brisker, who looks good, but it's a box safety. He's been very good. took Jones later, right? Yeah, and then four of the next six picks were were those four receivers. Yeah. I, I forget the order of it, but it was, yeah, Alec Pierce with the Colts, Sky Moore with the Chiefs, Tyquan Thornton with the Patriots, and, and Pickens with the Steelers in, in, in some order. And pick, Pickens, Pickens and Pierce look like the best ones. And I think I think Moore is in a great spot. I think he will be good. Um, but, yeah, Thornton's done the least so far of those, like that second-round group yeah. of receivers. Um, I, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was a crazy way to, way to handle it. This is the opposite of that though. Giants Seahawks. I am done questioning whether or not Geno Smith is going to be good. I'm sorry. Geno Smith is good. Do you, I think disagree? you picked the wrong time to stop sniffing Geno Smith glue. You think I this think, is a bad week for him? I, no, I didn't, I didn't say that, but I think this is the, I think now that the Giants you know, de- their defensive numbers, it's not like it's a stern test in that way. But I think let's see now, Walker's amazing. So he has the run game going against the Giants' run defense, which is bad. But the Metcalf thing, like you're taking a passing game weapon away from him. And I mean, he only had I, 210 yards well, last week. I'm not saying he's going to have 350 yards. They might win on the ground, but like I like the Seahawks in this game. Well, but you got two things working against him here. And I, I look, I think Seattle's going to win. Okay. But the two things working against him are, even if Metcalf doesn't catch the ball a lot, he coverage goes to his side. You account for him on every play because he's such a big play threat. And then, dude, Martindale's just going to blitz the shit out of him. I mean, that's what he does to everybody. Yeah. He's just like, whatever, I don't care. I'll send eight guys at you and let's see how you handle the pressure. So, well, what have we seen from Gino to suggest he won't be able to handle that? I don't think anybody's. I don't think anybody's played him like that yet to that extreme. And I don't think. And you you take away Metcalf, so that to me, like, so you like the under. Uh, it's Seattle's been an over team, but it's a low. What is it? Forty four and a half, something like that. Is it a traditional? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I could see the under there. I don't see that. I don't see Daniel Jones rushing for a hundred yards again. Yeah, I, I. But the Seahawks' run defense is bad. The clock's going to be running a ton in that game. That's what I was thinking. Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe it's an underspot. Um, Raiders Saints. Sticking with Dalton, we both and, thought we thought it was Jameis. Yeah. Not surprised. Yes. Okay. Because Word you're two and five, and it's like, don't you have to do something 
that signals to your team, like, let's give them some shot in the arm or morale boost. Like, this guy was our starting quarterback. When he's played early in seasons, we've done well. We've got him back. The division stinks. I'm I'm surprised. And, like, to me, this is one of those things where coaches and general managers and owners all, like, try to stay in their lane. But there should be big-picture organizational intervention. Why would a general manager not say to a coach, we're two and five or whatever it is, right? We're not winning anything. And well, you don't know that right now with the division. Okay, well, then if they are operating like they think that they can win, then maybe they think that Andy Dalton gives them the best chance to win. And that's at least a debate between Jameis and Dalton. Jameis has a higher ceiling, more boomer bust. Dalton's going to throw fewer picks. Dalton's better wow. with Camara. Jameis is better at throwing the ball down the field to Olave. Like, that's a, that's at least a debate. Um, but it, if you are – when you're ready to concede that, hey – it's 60-40, but let's go to the guy who's got a 10% chance of being our QB for the next couple of years as opposed to the guy that's got a 0% chance of being our yeah. QB for the next couple of years. That's an obvious Jameis call. So, yeah, it's a it's a questionable uh, decision. At so, that. I want to change the, 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 the conversation for the next game, which is Panthers-Falcons, which originally I wanted to just get your take on Walker. But yeah. now it's like the winner of this team – of this game – is in first place. Yeah. Right? That is correct. That is correct. Because because Tampa lost tonight to Baltimore, uh, Carolina could be in first place if they beat Atlanta. And they were tanking and traded away Christian. Okay, Stafford so who do you think is going to be – who's going to be in first place? <laughs> I – what's the best way Come to say on, it? Come on, say it. It's, no, I think it's going to be Atlanta because – I'll trust the market, man. I'll tr- I'll trust the line, right? Like in the in the look ahead line for Bears Cowboys, it was Cowboys minus ten, and then the Bears throttled the Patriots on the road and pulled off a huge upset, and then the number opened for Bears Cowboys, and it was Cowboys minus ten. Like you're like it's a it's a and now it's nine and a half with the, but the juice it's minus nine and a half minus one fifteen. Like don't overreact to one data point in the but the NFL. line did move. Atlanta opened at six and a half, and now I think it's down to four. Okay, no, no, fair, fair enough. But I'm saying, don't you feel like that's an overreaction to one game? Like, I no, I don't, don't, no. So you think that Carolina is? Because I think there was a market correction on Atlanta. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 56% 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Okay, but so do you think Carolina's going to win? I do. So you think Atlanta's not as good? I'm going to give you something that I believe to be true. I think Carolina trusts Walker to throw the ball more than Atlanta trusts Mariota. I've never seen a stat where a team trailed like the Falcons did last week, and they were still running the ball like crazy in the second half of the game against Cincinnati. It made no sense. They just don't don't want to do it with Mariota. Yeah, they, he's not he's not good. Um, I don't know why they're not going to what Ritter, right? Desmond Ritter. Yes. Uh, well, because they want to do the they want to be the dual the running class. team. Yeah. yeah. Well, Walker looked good, man. You want to get, say Geno Smith looked good? Walker, what was he the highest graded quarterback in the league last week? According to Geno Smith, leads the NFL in completion percentage over a six or seven game sample. Okay, I'm just saying, if one guy can have a redemptive arc, why can't somebody else? He had Matt Rule. He, oh, he, he, PJ Walker. I mean, did he? But did he ever have an arc? Geno Smith was a starting quarterback. He's three and one. Okay, okay. He's facing the Atlanta Falcons, dude. I'll take Atlanta. All right. Side bet? No, I've, I've learned my lesson from that stuff lately. I'm not doing that anymore. Gambling? Well, I'll do that, but I'm not going to make like, you know. Oh, yeah. Didn't you eat $28 worth of Taco Bell today? I tried. Did not go well at all. Oh, my God. What happened? I bought my way out of it. I, I donated $280 to a food bank, and that's how I survived the wrath of having to go all the way through with it. Yeah. How far did you get? Five tacos in. And how much did that, you have to go? I think 13. <laughs> Come on. You would have done the same move. You're always weaseling, weaseling your way out of shit. You well, buy your way you. out of stuff sometimes. Oh, I have no problem with throwing money at the problem. I who $280. Do people not know how much money you make? 
Well, it's just 28 times 10. It just seemed like a nice round number. I understand, but I would have pushed for 2,800. Well, good thing you're not my co-host. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm just. That's what I'm saying. So, they, so yeah, they just. I, I, I think they like, yeah, real easy. Uh, Titans and Texans. Instead of like going over the Titans again, which oh my god, why are they? Yeah, yeah, win? yeah. I'm with you. How about Brandon Cooks is liking tweets for trades? He's been traded already a million times. This is old hat for him. Uh, who should trade for him? Why not Green Bay or Tampa? Well, we just went over why it won't be Green Bay. Well, I don't necessarily agree with you. Like that has you been their history. Would? I think that I think that's been their history. But I think it makes I don't I don't think that they are completely stupid. Like they have they they, they also never did free agents, right? It was like Charles Woodson's the first free agent ever, and then they they they've signed free agents. So. You bring back Aaron Rodgers, you bring in a, you know, modern coach, collaborating, all that stuff. I, what do you think it's going to take to get Brandon Cooks? Not a first-round pick. I'll give you one. Why don't the Giants just take the picks they got for Kadarius Toney and trade him to the Texans for Cooks? I don't see any reason for them to be buyers. Well, why? Because you're just going to, like, it's about culture and this year is just a – Year of discovery. Everything and you're of doing, age. everything you're doing is great. Culture, discovery, all that, and you can you can make the wild card. You're not okay. going to win the division. You can make the wild card, and you're going to lose in the playoffs. So, like, what's the point of? All right, how about the Rams trading back for him then? I mean, I like that more. But like, I would you? I mean, you would you do that if you're the Giants? Me? Yes, you. I see no difference in being a wild card loser with Brandon Cooks and a wild card loser without Brandon Cooks. So you're just going to roll the dice and because college football makes so many great wide receivers just go get one of those guys in next yeah. year's draft? Well, there are no good free agent wide receivers. It's, okay. It's so a terrible still- free agent wide Yeah, so yes. Well, then if you're the Giants, why wouldn't you want to give your next quarterback at least someone that is ridiculously consistent? He's not elite by any means. You know, he was in New England, so it's not like Dable – I don't know if he was crossed over with him there, but it's not like the people that have coached him. He's been in every system, I guess I would say too. So, you know, he's flexible. What about Tampa? That, they already have too many receivers. I mean, Brady likes weapons. I think Brady needs a tight end. Gronk? Yeah. <laughs> Gronk's not, Gronk's happy right now. <laughs> Does he want to go do that shit? No, I wouldn't think so. He's got his weed pen or whatever. I mean, he's just loving life. I mean, he doesn't need that bullshit right now. No, I tend I tend to agree with you. Commanders Colts. Yep. Fucking Matt Ryan. They benched him. They benched Matt Ryan and they owe him like the GDP of a small country for the next two years. Mm-hmm. You shocked by it? I was. Yes. He's one week removed from being awesome. I don't yeah. I, I don't understand. What Impulsive owner. So this Impulse. is the time where the owner benched the quarterback. That's what I'm hearing. Impulsive yeah. owner here. Yeah, I mean, well, they're all How sourced up are you, by the way? You're always telling me about these insiders based on your tweets, because I do read all of your tweets. No, impulsive owner, and I think, look, he sees that it's a offensive line that's been the worst in the league, and his quarterback's immobile. So I think he wanted... I mean, Ellinger was really good in the preseason, and I think Ursay. 
just got impulsive and forced bat. There is no way Frank Reich was ready to bench that guy. Come on. He knows what a Elling Ellinger's basically chase Daniel with legs. That's what he is. I will say this after doing the Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan thing. If I was a Colts fan, I'd be cool with young guy with potential upside as a lottery ticket. No, like, I wouldn't be. Why? They're you not winning anything. I know, but you know why? Because I think I would just have Andrew Luck PTSD so bad that I couldn't even find the ray of sunshine or speck of hope in like six round pick goes in and let's see what oh, he's but got. I, sure, but like... You, you I wouldn't be able to get past that. The luck thing. I just wouldn't be well, able to. Well, the, the franchise is not past it. It's one of the... It, I, I still think that is one of the craziest NFL stories of our lifetime. You want to know what's even crazier about it? One of my best friends in Pittsburgh is a diehard Colts fan and his wedding was that day. And luck retires and there's a meeting where we had to decide, do we withhold the information from him at the reception and allow for him (laughs) to just enjoy this day? And we couldn't do it. Somebody went up to him and said, you're not going to believe this, but Andrew Luck just retired. And I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It ruined his wedding night. (laughs) That Danny, none of that is an exaggeration or hyperbole. He got into a gigantic fight with his new bride. He cried. No. Yes. No. I swear to God. Dude. I would He's have been on the show. That is amazing. Yeah. I was recovering what, what, from what, penis what surgery. What, what, how old was he? Well, what? That's It's what now? Um, four years? Yeah. Yeah, so he's our age. He's like, he's... 30, okay, I, mean, I mean, I didn't know if he got married at yeah, 26. He like, was like 31 or 32 when that happened. You're a, li- you're a little old to be crying over sports at your wedding. That's a little he, embarrassing for your friend. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it's devastating. It's devastating. It is devastating. And the wife was mad that he was mad about sports at the yes. wedding? Yes, yes. Oh, is that great? That is that is my that's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> and it still comes up like he's not over that. Are they all. still married? Yeah, they are. Did anyone take a video of him being told? No. Huge no, missed opportunity. Oh, 100%. That would have gone viral. That would have done big numbers. That would have done big big numbers. Uh Lions and Dolphins. Are you convinced that Tua makes Miami a lot better. They haven't lost with him in the lineup yet this year. Yeah, of course. I mean, well, so when he when he starts and finishes a game, I should say. Yeah. Um, does he make them a lot better? Yeah. I mean, I I've been I've been impressed with Tua, but I don't know what they're gonna do. It's almost like I'd like to see Tua with McDaniel. Without Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, you know, like not for a long period of time, but like, are you convinced? Because they did so much for him, right? They Armstead and Mostert and Edmonds and retained uh, Jacecki and had Waddle and and traded for Tyreek Hill and hired the offensive coach. N- no quarterback has a team done more for 
in like one off season than Miami did for Tua. It's one of the great quarterback support investment situations I've literally ever seen in the NFL, but it's almost like they did too much. And now I don't know if he's a product of a perfect environment around him or if he really elevates it. Like, cause being better than Teddy Bridgewater or uh, Thompson, the seventh rounder, like that doesn't tell me much. So if I was going to be like, all right, I got to pay Tua a couple hundred million dollars here soon. If he's really a franchise quarterback, I'd want, I'd want to know it that way, but like, yeah, he may, he makes them better. He he's really accurate and they've been awesome when he's played. They Dude, they might be the third best team in the AFC. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think he, I, after the first quarter of the Steelers game, I thought he actually held them back offensively and could have easily thrown four interceptions in that he easily game. could have. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so do you not think he's good? No, I think he is. Like, I've always been a two and You were a two guy. Yeah, I've always been a part of that. But I'll say this. With all those weapons that you just mentioned and the fact that, you know, offensively they should be a juggernaut, I think a team like the Bills or Chiefs would go into Detroit and we would just expect them to roll. I don't think that way. Now that the Lions are getting swift back, I think, I think the Dolphins are a can't. I think a lot of people that are smart about football think that Detroit's going to beat them on Sunday. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And I I haven't seen enough from Tua to want to say that I want him to be the guy for 10 years. But honestly, I felt the same way about Dak. Yeah. Like Dak had everything perfect around him at the beginning and he put up kind of pedestrian numbers. Didn't have perfect coaching, obviously. Not that Tua has perfect coaching, but like great offensive line, great skill position guys, great running back. And it was like, Guy put up 23 touchdowns every year. So I'd like to – and then when you see him with a hurt offensive line or bad running backs or whatever, he was awful and taking a ton of sacks. So I'm not at all sold on Tua, but I was never a Tua guy, uh, and and you definitely were. What's the next game here? The last one, saving the best for last, Vikings and Cardinals, because now Kyler Murray is on that Call of Duty watch thing. It's such a good story. (laughs) I – it won't be a big bet, but I will be betting the Vikings. Oh, just me too. For, just for fun. I want to believe that the Reddit Call of Duty Kyler thing is is real. It's fun. And maybe the Vikings are going to be like the worst 12 or 13 win team that we've seen. Like that's definitely in play. Well, they're in, they're definite. I mean, I think they've got a good shot to be the number one overall seed and get the bye just because they've got the Bears and Lions in their division. They're already three and oh in the NFC North. Like, even though they're winning these lost to the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Philadelphia's got Dallas and I guess the Giants. And so from that perspective, you know, Minnesota goes six and one here. That, that puts them in a good spot. My. My take on Minnesota Minnesota just still has, they still have at Buffalo. Okay. There's a loss and home against Dallas. Um, just in terms of like, non I don't game. I don't think they're great, but I would not say 12 and five is out of the question. Oh no, I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think that they could be a bad 12 and five or 13 and 14. I dude, you've seen Philly's schedule, Philly's schedule. I don't know when it's going to happen, but one of those national shows is going to, someone's going to say that Philly's going undefeated. Yep. You're right. 
I mean, but I mean, it, it's their, their schedule is like, I don't know if you, when the last time you thought about it or remembered, but I think we talked about it on the NFC preview, maybe. I don't know. Pittsburgh at home, at Houston, home against Washington, in Indy, home against Green Bay, home against Tennessee, at the Giants, at the Bears, at the Cowboys, home against the Saints, home against the Giants. I mean, that looks like a 15 and 2, 16 and 1 right. record right there. It is. I mean, they're they're favored in every game. We'll see if Rodgers gets it back. Obviously, uh, I mean, next week has a chance to be an all-time Philadelphia situation where the Eagles are in Houston. It's the only off night in the World Series. And then I think game six and seven are in Houston after that. Can you imagine the amount of Philadelphia sports fans that are going to be in Houston? It's going to be a takeover. Yeah, that is going to be ridiculous. That is going to be a scene that I would have absolutely no interest in being a part of. (laughs) Same. Last thing, just quickly in Arizona. Have you ever seen an organization from drafting a guy number one overall and then giving them guaranteed money, but at the same time that they do this, there's still like this reluctance to really embrace Kyler where he's screaming at Kingsbury coming to the sideline. They tried to put the video game thing in his contract. And yet they drafted a guy that was five foot five with the number one overall pick and gave him like the second biggest quarterback deal. (laughs) It's just, it's a very complicated relationship. It, it is, it, I mean, it reeks of fire the coach because you've uh, been on that for a while now. You just can't. You're jealous of Kingsbury's good looks, just yeah. like you are with Garoppolo. <laughs> Dude, I'm jealous of your good looks. Thank you for that. I'm jealous of anyone with above average male looks. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know how easy it is for good looking people? Do you know how hard it is? Dude, what I've done with my looks, I'm a miracle worker. <laughs> Okay, I'm rich with a hot wife and they put me on television occasionally. Okay. And I look like this. So yeah, man, of course. I'm you, you really should start a website where you go and give motivational speeches to ugly guys. I'm a, I should be their fucking hero. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. There's, there's an untapped market there. <laughs> Hi, I'm Danny Parkins. If I can do this, you can too. Yeah. Fake it till you make it confidence. <laughs> Being tall and smart helps. Uh, but yeah, man, I, of course I'm jealous of Kingsbury and Garoppolo. Although the problem is, is that our mutual friend, Nick Wright, and the biggest fan of First and Pod, he would just usurp my business because he'd be like, look at me. I'm richer, <laughs> I'm richer on TV all the time and have a super hot wife. Like, you know what I mean? Like he would just, he would take, he would just overtake him. All right, oh, dude. Nick will love this part making the podcast. We love you, Nick. You're the only one still listening, buddy. Uh, thank you to Spencer Ray. We have anything else we have to do? No, no, we're good, man. All right, cool. Tune in to Andrew Filipponi in Pittsburgh. Me in Chicago. Subscribe, rate, review. We will talk to you after Sunday night. Bye.